Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Chimmel, and welcome to Road Trip After Hours. Please welcome your hosts, Mac Davis and WWE Hall of Famer, Kenny Long. Holler! Welcome to Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, and along with me is my co-host, WWE Hall of Famer. Holla, holla, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. Hey, what's going on, Mac? Hey. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know, uh, we could have started this show 30 minutes ago, but you've got about 25 bloopers uh, <laughs> that we need to look at. <laughs> so we're going to save the bloopers uh, and put a big package together and show everybody one day. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. It's, for whatever reason, every time we start this show, it's just the intro. I stumble on the intro. Once I get going, I'm okay. But that first it's, intro, you know, it's it's our it's our good medication. Oh man, isn't it though? Hey, let's talk about uh, somebody talking about medication and hope that they're getting better and everything else. Uh, Jerry Lawler, um, he had a stroke, and uh, Teddy. Uh, I know you know Jerry uh, well and has been a friend of yours, uh, you know, so uh, have you heard anything, updates on Jerry? Uh, I seen something on social media that uh, he was, you know, doing a lot better and uh, they were maybe kind of expecting him to pull through this and uh, be okay, but I hadn't seen a whole lot. But, uh, you know, Jerry uh, is, you know, like I said, this isn't the first time he's been in this predicament, you know, he's been pretty strong, you know, and he pulled through and I think he'll pull through this one too. You know, other things that uh, were taking place in the news since uh, you and I were here last time, uh, that uh, that damn Chinese spy balloon that was floating around uh, everywhere, or that, that was one of the most ridiculous things that I think it had to have taken over the news in every single aspect, whether it's sports or just world news, you know, entertainment, whatever. That damn spy uh, balloon was the biggest thing over uh, last week's news. What well, were your thoughts when you saw all that unfolding <laughs> last week, Teddy? Well, I take stuff like that pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I take that pretty serious is because if these guys, the Chinese people, got uh, got the nerve to, you know, just spin a balloon right over us and don't have no regard of, you know, what maybe the U.S. is going to do, you know, that's pretty bold. And for them to do that, you know, that lets me know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist or none of that, but I could see them doing nothing else but trying to get information or spying on some kind of way. So that's kind of dangerous. And I'm just glad that they hurry up and shot it down. And I do understand the reason they didn't shoot it down at the beginning, because uh, like they said, they could have shot it down and then it could have killed some Americans, could have, you know, in, you know, hurt some of our people. So I don't blame them for not wanting to take the risk, you know, because they know more about it than me. But it's down now and finally you know we're going to find out exactly the reason why it was floating around in the sky but like i said it wasn't floating around for no good you know and, and normally we don't talk about stuff like this and i don't mind talking about it but uh, you know it yeah. was one of those things where when i saw it i the security uh for our safety as americans for me seemed to lessen quite a bit when that balloon was floating around because the truth of the matter is that balloon could have been carrying anything. Well, we like you say, we don't even know what was on that balloon, but it could have been yeah. carrying something that could have, you know, hurt uh, people down below, whether we shot it down or not. And uh, the fact that it got, uh, you know, that far into where we had to go and, and finally bring it down, I, I would think that we should have known about it long before it got into our airspace. 
Well, you know, I, I kind of agree with you there, too. But I also understand this, too. You know, a lot of times I think, you know, they they rather not say some things so they don't panic the people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, you know, uh, they're going to take that a different way. You know, where I take it as like, well, damn, let me see what, what the hell's going on. When somebody else may panic, oh, my God, they're finna blow us up. There's a bomb in there, you know. So I think maybe to try to keep the panic down and to make sure that when they do talk to the American people that they got the right stuff to tell them, you know, where there's no lies about it. And, you know, and like I said, and keep us out of harm's way. Oh, yeah. Teddy, I, I want to uh, talk to you about something. I didn't mean to do this ever since we started this show, really. Um, and I've and I've often told you I wanted to talk about a little bit about your earlier uh, days and uh, part of that being uh, your childhood growing up. I really don't know much uh, about your childhood. Did you grow up in Georgia or were you born in Alabama? Is that what I read somewhere? No, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. I went to uh, uh, elementary school there in Birmingham. Uh, it was called uh, Lincoln Elementary. Uh, there's another one there. I think W.C. Davis. That was an elementary school that I went to. How many kids were went... in your family? Were you one of the only children? or? I was, uh, well, my mother and my father, they deceased at, uh, when I was you know, a real young age. So oh, I'm sorry. I ended up uh, living with my grandmother. So my grandmother was the one that, you know, was kind of raising me there. So I was kind of the only kid there. I was there with my uncle who was maybe five years older, maybe 10 years older than me or something like that. I'm not sure, yeah. but I was there with my uncle and my aunt. So I lived with them. I drove there with them in Birmingham. And uh, while I was in Birmingham there, like I said, I went to Parker High School. And I also started to DJing in Birmingham, Alabama. I was at a radio station at WJLG. There was another station at WENN. And uh, I started disc jockey in there, you know, when I was a real young kid, I'd go down and they'd give me like 10 or 15 minutes on the air. And I'd do that. And then I used to just hang around at the radio station. There was another control room in the back where I had the turntables and all that stuff. And I could go in there and just act like I was on the radio and didn't even have to be on live, but I yeah. just love practicing. So that's where I got a chance to meet uh, James Brown during my radio career. Uh, I had a chance to work for James Brown for a little bit. He had a TV show called Future Shock. It was a show like uh, Soul Train. And uh, I was a music director there for James Brown. And um, after I started, and that's how I really found out about wrestling. Uh, James Brown used to tape a TV show of his at the TBS studios. And I was down there with the taping working with James Brown. And then that's when they started bringing the NWA and Jim Crockett promotion. And they started filming uh NWA there in the Turner Broadcasting Studios, and that's how I end up uh, getting getting involved with wrestling. It's funny because one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about before is that we are similar in our backgrounds, and that we both have radio backgrounds. Uh, radio being the place I was a kid, and I was, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Was when you were younger, were you an outgoing uh, child, or were you fairly quiet? Because uh, you know, people today who I went to school with in high school and growing up would never guess that I'd be talking on a microphone, be in front of a camera, doing whatever I may do, because I was terrified of speaking in front of anyone as a child. No, I, I, I wasn't never terrified. You know, I guess I've always had this gift. But when I was a kid, uh, I was pretty much a bad kid because I came from a broken home. I was never with my mother, my father. And my grandmother, you know, she was real mean, so I just couldn't hardly take her much. So I ended up running away from there, but I was at a young age. So 
I got involved in the street life at a very young age. So I was out hustling, stealing, doing whatever I, I had to do, to, you know, to make money. And so, how, uh, how young were you when you had this, when you were actually hitting the streets hard like that? Oh, I guess I was about nine, 18, 19 years old wow. when I yeah. got yeah. in the street, but ended up, you know, getting, getting, getting in the game, the hustling game, you know, I had, you know, girls and stuff. And then I was out, you know, doing stuff too. So that's how Birmingham was a little bit slow, I guess. And that's how I ended up meeting Birmingham and I moved to Atlanta. And I was doing the same thing in Atlanta when I first moved and I was hustling and doing the same thing. Then I got involved with drugs and alcohol and I got involved with the drugs real bad. So I ended up going to jail and, you know, doing that, then getting in and out of jail. And finally, I, you know, come to my senses and, you know, and ask God, you know, to, you know, you know, take me away from all this. And so I made up my mind to leave the drugs alone and all that. And like I said, God came in and helped me. And so I've been uh, straight ever since. You know, and I've been wanting to ask you that, you know, because I as many times as we've uh, either been in a car or wherever we may be, I've never really talked too much about you. You know, your uh, how you grew up and everything. I, you know, I've had ideas based on just you know bits of information you would tell me, and and uh, so a lot of it uh, to me is just again it, it reinforces to me just uh, you know how many hurdles and what you had to go through no matter where it was in your life to get where you are today. And it proves that it doesn't matter who you are, what you do. If you put your mind to what you want to do, you can get it done because there's proof right in front of you right now. Yeah. Teddy, well, um, well yes. and let me say this, yeah. uh, you know, I'll add a little bit to that, you know, like I said, I'm living proof, brother, that if it can happen for me, it can happen for anybody. So yes. like I said, I got Rufus here and he wants to make noise. Here, so I got to take <laughs> His toy from him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the toy that I always hear in the background, huh? Yeah, so he's he's going to make noise with this toy here, so we took it. But like I said, um, uh, from what I came from, man, you know, I just, you know, if, I, if it can happen for me, it can happen for everybody. So that's all I can tell you, you know, just make up your mind. Cause it's real simple, you know, you talk about drugs, you know, nobody can, can make you do anything. If you got a pile of cocaine in your hand and if you don't put it in your nose, it never get there. So you can't blame nobody for what you do and nobody but yourself. So you have to get ready to make up your own mind, get in touch with your life and say, hey, I want to live. I'm tired of being an idiot and I want to do the right thing to keep on living. And that's been my motto, man. And so, uh, you know, yeah, that's it's, all it's I truth. It's 100 percent truth. Yeah. All right, uh, Teddy, I want to bring up uh, something we've been talking about, uh, about giveaways here on the show. This week is the very first week where you have an opportunity to win a prize. Uh, we'll tell you about the prize and everything else just a little bit, but I do want to let you know that in order to win, you must be a subscriber. So if you haven't subscribed, go right down here, hit the subscription button, subscribe. Then the way to enter to win, and I'm going to try to cover this up the best I can so I don't give anything away here. Let's see. A $100 gift card to the winner. Now, this is how you win. You simply go down below. First, you got to be a subscriber. Go down below, say subscribed and shared. So say you let us know you subscribed. We'll look you up in the subscriptions. Let us know you shared. And then you'll be in the drawing. All those names will go into a drawing. We'll draw one out next week. Who wins the $100 gift card? All right. Wow. That's, that's, that's outstanding, man. That's, I, I mean, you know, uh, you know, they had a good point. I mean, you know, everybody needs some extra cash now because the way, oh, yeah. you know, the economy is, well, the economy is doing good. 
but there's a lot of other things of high prices in the grocery stores and stuff, man. Even Walmart ain't cheap no more. You know, I used to think going to Walmart, I was saving money. Now, <laughs> let, let me ask so, you something. Ted. We ain't got to the questions yet. Well, God, we're going to run long today. That's okay. Um, what the hell happened with chickens and their eggs? Why is it so damn expensive for an egg? Well, I guess the the, the chickens, uh, especially the the uh, female chickens, I guess they felt like they could go up on their price. You know, <laughs> so, somebody's got a demand. <laughs> I better not touch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with Ask Teddy next. <laughs> For when common sense just isn't your thing, contact Ed's Insurance and Plumbing Service. Davis and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long and Sergeant Rufus, who just went over his shoulder in the background. <laughs> Teddy, it's time for Ask Teddy. Are you ready? I'm ready, Freddie. Ready, Teddy. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Question number one. Tamara in Kansas writes, recently AEW star Ricky Starks visited Cody Rhodes backstage at a WWE event. Is it frowned upon to visit backstage at a competitor's event? Well, it used to be back in the day, you know what I mean? They kind of frowned on that. You know, they didn't want you doing that. But I mean, you know, times have changed now. You know, I mean, the guy could just simply been a visitor. Hey, yeah. WWE is in the in the area. Let me just go by and say hello to my good friend Cody. So, I mean, I think that's probably all that was. I don't think there's nothing to it. He ain't there trying to get no job or nothing. You know, he just went to visit his friend. Yeah, and he wasn't on camera. So, it's, it, you know, right. he, he's backstage. He's not on camera. So, right. All right. Bo in Colorado writes, you knew Randy Savage, not the macho man, but Randy Savage. What was he like? Oh, uh, just an outstanding guy, great guy. You know, had a temper. I mean, you boy, he'd, he'd fight in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> and this was before he was the Muncho Man. You know, he had—I can't remember. I think it was about a 1970 Ford or Chevrolet van. It was an old van that Randy had, but he drove that thing all over Georgia because at that time we were working for the NWA, yep. and all the boys were living out in Hapeville, that uh, hotel out there. I can't remember what it was, but. Uh, yeah, Savage, great guy, but he had a temper. Let's see. Kip in Indiana says, 
you have a, oh, I, I remember this question now. You have a wallet with your life savings inside. Everything that you love in life is in this wallet. Who do you hand it to in the back while you go out on live TV? JBL. I knew that would be your answer. And there wouldn't be many people. If JBL wasn't there, Teddy would have a hard time probably trying to find two or three other people that he would trust with that. Would that be right? Well, no, no, I would. I, you know, if JBL, Ron Simmons would be another person I would do. And then if I, they, they weren't there, I would I'd go up and kindly ask Undertaker to hold on to it for me. Yep. Hey, and you I know believe he would have it there. I believe me and him. You, I mean, we've been that close. You know, I managed uh, Mark when he was me and Mark Callis before he ever was the Undertaker. And uh, I had a chance to talk to him at Raw 30th and, you know, congratulate him on the Hall of Fame. And I told him, hey, thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. And he said back to me, you know, well, we couldn't have did it without you. And so that means a lot. So, oh yeah, yeah, Taker would be another person that I feel like, that I feel like I could go to. And and the funny thing is that uh, you can tell that whoever asked that question, uh, you obviously have worked in the business enough that you know that because <laughs> there are times in Independence, many times uh, there weren't many people I'd hand my wallet to while I went out front because you just don't know the guys that you're with in the back in the Independence, especially. But uh, right. you know, so you you know you're careful. But so I can tell somebody's worked in the business asked that question. Let's see, uh, Uncle Usi and Willa Hoochie. <laughs> Wants to know who pays for the hotels, cars, planes, food, etc. You or WWE? Well, it's according to uh, you know if you're on a if if you're just going there just to do a you know just to do one segment, going to do one TV show, and you're in and out. WWE pays for your hotel. Uh, they'll get your car service. Rufus, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, WWE will pay for the hotel, the rental car. You know, I mean, not rental car. Unless, unless you want to get a rental car, they'll get it for you. But not, they got a car service for you and they take it a hotel. But if you're there full time and you're working on a contract, okay, then you have to pay for your own stuff. But it's according to what kind of deal you got. If you got a deal where they take you everything, then, you know, it's 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 all different. It all depends on the contract itself. So, I mean, but right. more times than not, though, you have to back out. Uh, no, no matter what they're paying you, if you're getting like a talent contract, more than likely uh, you're paying for your own uh, flights and, and not new flights, but for your rental cars and stuff. And then you yeah, take well, that out. Of the... They'll pay for everybody's flight. You know what yeah. I mean? They'll fly you from point A to point B, but you take care of your hotel and your rental car. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, Tom in Georgia wants to know at WCW Halloween Havoc 92. You are acting like a reporter getting a scoop from the Japanese dignitaries. Why? But, and I looked this up. <laughs> I see Rufus by there. <laughs> well, you get are you down. a camera hound? Yeah. A camera yeah. hound. <laughs> okay, what were you saying about that? Uh, let's see. Let me ask that again. That, I, and I, I'll put a picture up for everybody to see here, too. Um you were in Halloween Havoc 92. You were acting like a reporter backstage getting a scoop from the visiting Japanese dignitaries. And that was uh, the back. There was Chono, uh, Matsuda, and Sasaki uh, in the back. Uh, and you were just basically announcing that somebody was going to be a special guest referee. What they're asking, Tom is asking, is um, 
why were you as a reporter? Why a reporter? Was that a short-lived thing with you on NWA or WCW? Yeah, that was just something that the writers just came up with, you know, and just maybe for that particular pay-per-view, they just wanted to do that little skit. So that was yeah. nothing to be permanent. Yeah, because uh, I had to go back and, and actually try to see if I could find anything on it because I don't actually recall that. Uh, it was I that fast. Either. I mean, you know, to be honest, it was at the very beginning of that pay-per-view. I would see Paul in Florida ask, any stories or memories with the Road Warriors? Uh... No, not really. Um, they were. Just you you always... had some battles with them, though. I mean, look here, your your team and their team. Uh, that was a battle for a while there, was it not? Yeah, well, you know, they worked with uh, Butch and Ron with Doom. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of great matches with them, man. A lot of great times, man. No, no, really uh, hardcore stories or nothing like that. I don't. No, 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 no bad stories. It, was it as much as you, it seems like that? Uh... Uh, Hawk was more of the wild child and uh, Animal was the quiet one? Well, yeah, kind of. You know, I, I, me and Hawk was uh, really close, too. You know, I remember one time me and him was riding together. And so uh, we stopped and uh, we was coming by to Charlotte. We stopped to get gas. And so um, I went in the, in the gas station and I don't know what happened or something, but some guy come up to me, one on the autograph, something anyway, but me and the guy got into a little spat. So next thing I know, Hawk comes in, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, it ain't really bad. We just arguing a little bit. So I'm trying to walk on. So Hawk comes in and he sees that me and this guy arguing. So the next thing I know, Hawk knocks him out. So, um, <laughs> so we just, we, we got in the car, we got in the car and left. Oh shit. <laughs> but Hawk was a good guy. He was, he was, yeah, he was, he was, you know, he was a fun type guy, you know? And at that time, you know, I'm having fun too. So he was a great guy to hang out with. Oh Lord. Okay, here we go. Uh, you're going to love this one, Teddy. Sandra in Tennessee has a pick one. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I like these. Those, they, obviously, they're paying attention here because they're they're mixing them up. All right, okay. here are your choices. The first set of choices are Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. You're damn right. <laughs> Burger King or McDonald's. Burger King. Two for two, buddy. All right, here we go. Uh, crystals or White Castle? Well, they pretty much both the same. They are. I don't know <laughs> the difference other than the just locations. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the name. That's about it. Yep, and I eat White Castle quite a bit, even though I'm in the South because it's in the in the uh, supermarkets. They make well, good little sliders. Well, I hadn't had a White Castle in 10 years. <laughs> Look here, that Not was always crystal, the late night go-to food, brother. <laughs> you get a sack full of White Castles or Crystals. Oh, no. All right, here's the last one they got for you. And this one is going to be a, an interesting one. And it's wrestling related. Attitude era or ruthless aggression era? Attitude era. Now, Ruthless Aggression was more your time, though, was it not, to, as the SmackDown general manager, uh, but the attitude was just a whole different vibe, was it not? Well, yeah, that was more me, but the attitude there rolled right on into aggression, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it, it all just kind of came together. Yeah, I, you know, and I always kind of hated that, because I guess that was something that Vince liked to do. Did he like to change up each 10 years he wanted to call it a whole new era or something? Because well, it seemed like he got away, you know, we went from Attitude Era, which was great, into Ruthless Aggression. I was like, I didn't know we stopped doing the Attitude Era yet because it still feels like it, you know? So, yeah. 
That's, well, I just I hate it when we, they did we, that, but I understood it. But um, so attitude error for you, even though you were the uh, SmackDown general manager for uh, SmackDown, um, you prefer the attitude era. Yeah. And like I said, you're probably looking at the same thing. They just gave you another name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Teddy, we've gone long, brother, and I appreciate you doing this. We just kind of got along with it in the beginning, but I had questions I've always wanted to ask. So I appreciate you doing that. Everybody, right, don't forget, if you want to win a prize, and that prize being this card, a $100 gift card. I'm trying to move it around enough so you can't get any kind of numbers off of it. Um, but if you want a chance <laughs> to win that $100 gift card, all you have to do is go down below, make sure you're subscribed, and write in the comment section, subscribed and shared. Those names will go into a hat. We'll draw the name next week and let you know who walks away with this $100 gift card from Road Trip After Hours. I'm Matt and Davis. They, yes, sir. And they can remind them, too, this is not the only $100 gift card we're going to be oh, giving no. away. We're going to be giving away more of those and some more prizes, too. Oh, yeah. Plenty of merch coming. You just got to be watching. I promise you. And then we have some wild prizes that are coming up that even Teddy doesn't know about. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so you got to make sure you're subscribed. All right. right. I'm Mac Davis. That is Sergeant Rufus somewhere down in the background there. He's, uh, he's right here. He's man. right. I knew he would be. <laughs> and that is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. <laughs> See, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good one, everybody. We'll <laughs> see you next week. All right. Holla.